Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to the Hulkcast. As Villa suffered their first defeat in 10 at the hands of Manchester United, they will set their sights on a trip to the Molyneux Stadium to overcome a Wanderers team who have been defeated at home just three times since Julian Lopetegui's arrival in November. Sitting down with me today is Wolves fancast admin Dan. How are you, Dan? All good, Seb. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem at all. Now, I'd actually like to start this episode off with a slightly different discussion. For those of you who aren't aware, on the 2nd of June, just under a month's time, both myself and Dan will be gracing this weekend's venue for a match of our own as Wolves fancast take on Upload United for the 2023 Content Classico, with all proceeds going to the wonderful mental health charity Mind. The link to donate will be in the description below if you are listening via Spotify, or head over to either 7500 to Holt's Twitter page or at Wolves fancast to donate to an amazing cause now dan what gave you the idea for a charity match uh we've done it previously seb um i think it was two years ago we actually did exactly the same things what we're doing this year we had a charity match at molyneux but wolves fancast um played against other wolves purely wolves content creators um i think we raised just over three grand uh that 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 period of actually doing the fundraising uh, we thought we'd try again, but because we battered all the other Wolves content creators 8-3 on the day, we thought we'd try and step up the level a bit. And that's why we brought you guys in, uh, other content creators like the Anfield Rap, uh, the Guna Talk TV. There's a few other YouTube vloggers. It's basically other Premier League sides. And we've also got um, a couple of um, players on the day from Celtic Rangers. Now, what does Mind Charity mean to you? It's uh, It's the... It's the charity that Wolves Fancast have supported and championed for for a god good good number of years now. It's um it's key for us. We've all had our struggles on the on the podcast as a as a fan base. Everyone has their there in the last sort of well, mental health's been a massive thing for for so many years now. We've all had our own problems mentally, financially, physically. Uh that they're a great charity that helps people sort of get over their problems, whether it's just support or tips or guys, not only helping yourself, but helping people you may be associated with who are, who are going through their own problems. It's it's a it's a key thing to talk nowadays instead of just bottling up like, you know, the majority of men do on, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I mean, I completely second that. Now, you, you mentioned you've played there before, so you have history on that pitch. I'm just trying to get all my excuses in before the day in case I drop an absolute stinker. What are you most looking forward to about the day? It's just another case of, like you said, grace in the pitch. It's not it's not Villa Park for you, Seb, but this is like sort of the, the holy grail for myself. I, I've played at Monu a few times and you just you don't realise how big these Premier League pitches are until you're receiving the ball in the centre circle and then realising you've got about what feels like four miles to the opposition goal ahead of you. It's it's ridiculous. I I I every any time I hear a fan 
slight a player for not running hard enough. I feel like they're just the living in a the living off grid. It's honestly, um, I'm not. I'm not you, you've got to be aware because there was a bit of a sort of um, competition between the Ruben Neves goal against Derby and John McGinn's against. I think was it Sheffield Wednesday or someone like that. I, the last time we did this game, I stood in the position where Ruben Neves volleyed that goal, and it felt like a mile away. I, I, honestly. I don't think I could literally volley it that far. It was it was ridiculous. You don't realise how big these pitches are. Hearing that, it makes me think that I might need to get that treadmill fired up <laughs> quite a few times before the day. Now, my yeah, last question for you. Run yesterday. I'm I'm 36 now. I went for my first run yesterday. I did 3k, and I'm and I'm still walking like a penguin today. <laughs> Brilliant. You're you're really finding ways to <laughs> to put me off here to make me scared. Maybe it's not going to be. As easy as I thought it would. Now, for every game that we play, I always ask for a score prediction. So for the charity match, I know it's pro- going to be impossible. But if I could, if I could get your score prediction for that one, um, it's difficult, Seb, because I've only spoke to you for probably a few weeks now. I, I can I can have a look at your profile pictures. I can see you on the camera now, but I can't judge your fitness levels, your ability, and there's obviously you've got fifteen other teammates. Don't really know any of them in in person. Um, I know sort of um, categories that the ages people fall in. Um, I know the sort of caliber and ability my team has. It could end up being something like eight three, like it was last time, which I'm hoping it will on this time. But it, like I said, it's the, the the main thing is just we've got 32 players. We, we've all we've all paid for the privilege to play at Molyneux. Um, part of that fee is going directly to Mind. Um, we've had a silent auction, um, which has gone out in the last few days, which has come to an end now. The, the top bid to play on that was four hundred pound. So that's that's already gone. To, that's going straight directly to Mind. One hundred percent of all donations are going to Mind. We've got um, ticket spectators um, that'll be sold close to the time. So that's all going to Mind. It's, it's just all about raising as much money as we can for Mind. I'd like to win, Seb. We all would, but that's the, the biggest the bigger picture is trying to raise as much money as we can yeah that's what we've got to remember is that's the most important thing throughout this whole experience for all of us is raising as much awareness and as much money for a great cause as possible now without further ado let's move on to the other reason that you're sat with me today as any more chat about our match will remind me just of how unfit i am with very little time to rectify it let's move straight on to wolverhampton wanderers obviously the team you know most about the first thing i wanted to get into is such the vast difference between your home and away record as a neutral seeing it it it's almost like completely different teams that I'm looking at is there is there any way that you can describe that for me to a degree trying to put a sort of a positive spin on it because of how well Emery and Lopetegui have have done since they've came in like just before Christmas or just after the World Cup break I'm, I'm hoping it's just Lopetegui being too cute and maybe thinking the Premier League's too easy for him because he's picked up that many decent points. Obviously, we beat Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham all at home, which on, on the bigger scheme of things, beating Chelsea and Tottenham isn't really a big thing at the moment. But I'm saying he's done so well since he's come in. We, we were rooted bottom before the World Cup break. He's come in. He's steadied the ship. He, he spent a bit of money, but not really overhauling the, the sort of the spine of the squad as such. And... um I just feel like he's still trying to work out what his best 11 is and fitness and injuries has, has, has sort of been an obstacle for Lopetegui the first couple of months in charge. 
But um, at home, it feels like we have to go out on the front foot, front foot a bit more. So he's playing like sort of Diego Costa and Mateus Cunha up front in a, in a sort of a four-four-two formation. Whereas away from home, he's just not found a formation which has really sat well in the, and really played to our best strengths. Um, we have got the bit of a conundrum at the moment of trying to fit Ruben Nevers and Mateus Nunes in the same starting eleven because he hasn't found a, a way for that yet. So, um, yeah, it should be a tough game on Saturday, but hopefully I'll get the, the formula right and get us the points to, in my opinion, seal safety because I don't, I don't feel we're safe yet. Really? Now, I was going to I was gonna touch on Julian Lopetegui because you mentioned him. You're obviously, as you mentioned, bottom at Christmas. Now you're 14th with seven points clear. With four games to go, do you really think that that's not enough? I still think we need one, definitely two points would, would seal it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Football throws up surprises. Um, Seb, obviously, Leeds have brought in Sam Allardyce today. You don't know how, how that's going to go. I'd like to think it's going to go absolutely pear-shaped and... Um, he's made the comment today that he's he's better than Pep Klopp and Arteta, hasn't he? So I'm I'm hoping that Man City knocks seven or eight past Leeds when they play them in a, in a few days or whenever it is. Um, you look at the teams below us; a lot of them have got to play each other. There's a lot of things that need to go against Wolves, but um, from the Wolves um, mindset that think the worst. So until we're mathematically safe, which I think is another one or two points. Um, we should be okay because you look at our four games, Villa Saturday, easily could get slapped three or four on Saturday. Uh, we go away to Man United next weekend. That's not a, a, you can't guarantee a point there. And then you're going into Everton at home and Arsenal away. Arsenal away, you're not going to get any points if they're still going for the title. So it's what I'm saying. You, you look at those four fixtures, so we could easily, we could easily lose all four fixtures there. And we're only seven points off safety. You do the math. No, well, I mean, I, compl- I completely understand what you mean. And from times where Villa have been in that position as well as a fan, you never really want to write yourself off because there's always that that looming doubt. We, we, we haven't got goal line technology in our favour either. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. Now, uh, continuing on Lopetegui just for the minute, for Villa fans who maybe haven't watched Wolves that much, what would you describe the transformation since he came in? Just going back to basics, we've, we've got a solid foundation. He's made us stronger defensively. Um, I don't think any Wolves fan or, or Villa fan would have envisaged Craig Dawson coming in and being so uh, instrumental to us breaking away from the, the relegation zone. £3.3 million pound we, we spent on Craig Dawson. was in the Europa League team of the season last year for West Ham. Really astute signing. Mateus Cunha's come in, um, helped us link up the play between midfield and, and our, our attackers because... You look at our goal tally now and you look at it last season, we're on 29 goals uh, this season. We, we finished on 38 last season. We're just not a team that scores enough goals. Um, hopefully in the summer with, with a bit of an overhaul, Mateus Cunha will help us to um, improve on that massively because, like I said, you can't keep on having these seasons where you're, not, you're scoring less than 38 if you, if you really want to compete. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Forgive me here, you're probably not going to want to talk about this, but your last result, a 6-0 thrashing away at Brighton. Often we see teams that get hammered. Newcastle, they lost at Villa Park heavily. They went on to then put four or five past Spurs in the first 20 minutes. What sort of reaction do you think you'll see from Wolves on Saturday? I'm, I'm hoping a strong one, Seb. Um, Brighton aren't now mugs. They've, they've knocked four past Man United. I think they knocked four past Liverpool in the FA Cup. They're now mugs at home. I know Brighton made a few um, changes to their strongest 11 after the FA Cup defeat and then losing to Forest in the midweek. It's like you said there, Seb, that they got beat 3-1 at Forest in the midweek. It was a big reaction against us on Saturday. It felt like there was a domino effect of Wolves players having a bad game. It felt like one, one player had a bad game and they all thought we might as well throw one in here because we ain't going to get anything from this game. Um, and then also make the sort of positive spin that we don't want Villa in Europe. So we did Brighton a favour, knowing that we'd react this Saturday. That's that's my that's my spin on it. Um, but like I said, we could easily get slapped three or four on Saturday by you guys because you've got some decent attacking players at the moment. Well, from a Villa perspective, we'll definitely have to see about that reaction. I hope I hope that it's not a strong one, especially as we looked quite fatigued against Man United. Now, lastly on Wolves, Chiquinho came out today that it doesn't look likely that he's going to play again for the rest of the season. Just so how big of a miss is that? It, it's not massive, Seb. Um, it, we we envisaged that he'd be out for the entire season when he, he had the bad um, tackle carried out on him in, in pre-season. He's just been sort of a, um, a, a bright prospect from last season. Like I said, we scored 38 goals last season. We're on 29 this season. We haven't really got a lot of positives at the moment. That was one of the biggest concerns going into the relegation running, that Wolves didn't seem to have an informed player, like sort of um, Brennan, Brennan Johnson of Forest, um, Jack, Bar- Jack, uh, Jack Bamford, Jack Harrison of Leeds was in, was in form at the time. Um, who else was sort of in there? Leicester have always got players like sort of Vardy, Madison, Barnes, who who can score goals. Like Wolves haven't got that player, it seems, at the moment that can win a game on its own. Similar to Leeds last season where they had Rafinha, Wolves haven't got that player that that can sort of drag you over the line and get you like 1-0 wins or, or create a chance out of nothing. So, um, Chiquinho last season was that player. I think he, he ended the season. Um, I think he got something like three assists in about five games. He was... He was such a bright prospect. He was creating chances out of nothing because he's that raw. He's got that bit of pace and acceleration. So hopefully with a pre-season beyond the next season, it can be um, a, a big instrument for us next season. Yeah, I completely agree. Watching him last season, he he did look a massive threat. And it's one of those players where you don't want to face going into, going into big games like Saturday. Um, let's move our attention over to Villa. Obviously, you haven't probably watched as much as everyone else, but we'd like to get your neutral thoughts. So, first of all, on Unai Emery, since he's come in, how have you perceived his his almost transformation of Villa from an outside perspective? You, you look at the form tables, like I've already mentioned, like since Lopetegui and um, Emery came in, um, we've, I think we've taken something like 27 points from 14 games and, and you've got 36 from 14, I think it is. Um, you can't knock the guys. Impressive turnaround considering where Gerard had left you. 
um, got players um, sort of playing out the skin to a degree. Ollie Watkins has turned into prime R9 in the last six to, six to eight weeks. Apparently, like I said, I haven't seen a massive amount of Villa, but apparently Tyrone Mings is looking like a decent defender at the moment, which still boggles me, but I'll, I'll have a look at that in, in the flesh on Saturday. Um, yes, yeah, it seems to have got you playing as a unit again. Um, I still massively fear Emi Brendia. I think he's... I think he's a talented player. The player that Villa should have put all their eggs in the basket instead of lumping money on Philip Coutinho. But that's that's what Steven Gerrard wanted, wasn't it? Yeah, and you mentioned Ollie Watkins. Actually, no goal in three at the moment. I mentioned that we were looking a bit fatigued. So hopefully from our perspective, he'll be able to carry on his goal scoring record towards the end of the season. Now, you've obviously watched a lot more of Wolverhampton than our listeners will. So one of my favourite questions I like to ask is, if you had to put your your Wolves hat off and you had to take in, you were Unai Emery for the day, come match day on Saturday, and you had the task of beating Wolves at the Molyneux, knowing what you do about Wolves this season, how would you instruct this Villa team to go about beating Wolves? High press. You look at the sort of the goals that we conceded against Brighton on Saturday. Um, Giles Isar isn't comfortable with distribution with his feet. Um, it's all about sort of winning the midfield battle as well because Mario Lamina and, and João Gomez are really high-intensity midfielders, don't really give you much time on the ball. And if he does start, which I expect him to, you, you need to stop Ruben Neves dictating tempo. Well, that's been a that's been a problem for us for for a long time. Ruben Neves always seems to find the back of the net against Villa. So again, let's hope from a Villa perspective we can put a stop to that this weekend. Now, I've already asked you for one score prediction on this recording. Now I'm going to have to ask you for another one, but this time for this weekend's game. Yeah, I, I was I was speaking to um, a Villa mate before I came on here tonight, Seb, and I, I had the sort of the mindset where it's going to annoy you because I can't really settle on a score prediction. I think it'll, it'll either be something like a one-all or or you guys will end up sort of like winning three or four-nil. I think it's got one of them days written on it because, like I said, I still don't think we're safe and a, and a really big defeat on Saturday leaves Molyneux very toxic with games against Man United, Arsenal, Everton to come. And like I said, it, um, the pessimism is ingrained in me as a Wolves fan this could, that this could go really pear-shaped. So I'm hoping, I think, I think I'd take a draw now at Molyneux. I think we've got the capabilities to go on and win it. But um, like I said, I think you, you're you a bit more in form than us at the moment. But then you look again at our home record. I think it's four wins out of the last six we've won, um, including like, it's like four clean sheets out of those six as well. So we are a different um, monster at Molyneux. So hopefully we can get the win on Saturday. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sort of um, disappointed if we went away with a draw. I mean, you're not the only one that's pessimistic as a Villa fan. Going to the Molyneux, it's a horrible place to go. It feels as though we never, ever win there. I think the last time we won was in lockdown and I can't remember the time before that when when fans were there. So, yeah, it's not just you. If I had to go, I'd, I'd go for a small 1-0 either way. Which way that would go, I have no idea. Now, that leads me on to the last question for the episode. And I always end the podcast on a non-football related question, which gets passed down from each person that has been on the podcast. So the question that has been passed down for you today is what is your ideal match day meal? I'm very, I'm quite superstitious, Seb, to be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm quite sort of, you know, I'll wear the same sort of, I'll wear the same shirt, the same jacket, same trainers if we've won the last game. 
Um, and I have got a bit of a routine at the moment where um, I've gone to a, I've gone to a subway pre-match, and that's not my ideal meal. It wouldn't definitely wouldn't be my sort of a death row meal. But like I said, I'm quite superstitious, so I'll probably be in subway before the game on Saturday. Wow, have, have you burned the clothes that you were wearing when 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 uh, when Wolves lost to Brighton last weekend? Then it was um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't an, an, an attire I'll be choosing on Saturday, I know. But... <laughs> and uh, also, I've got to say, I promise we're not, this episode isn't sponsored by Subway either. Now, the last what one I have is? for you. What if it is? Get in touch. Yeah, exactly. Subway, if you, if you want to sponsor the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Any sort of discount discount would be appreciated. Now, if you had to pass a question through to next weekend's opposition, non-football related question, can be anything you like. Oh, it's going to be a tough one. Um, <laughs> what would be the song you came out to if you were about to be involved in a boxing match? That's probably one of my favourite questions we've had because I ask people this all the time because I feel as though you can you can tell something about someone depending on on their answer to that. So I absolutely love that. But that unfortunately draws this episode to a close. A massive thank you to Dan for joining me as this episode would not have been possible without him. If you liked what you heard and wanted to hear more of his soothing voice, head over to at Wolves Fancast on Twitter or his personal page at Little Dan KMT. Whilst you're there, make sure to follow at Mind Charity on Twitter again for a fantastic cause while the donation link for the greatly anticipated content clash show classico sorry will be in the description below if you've just discovered our channel and liked what you heard we are at 7500 to halt on twitter i have been seb and thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs>